Welcome to Make Room for Sports, your definitive podcast source for uninformed sports speculation. I'm this week's guest host, Dave Dominique, subbing in for our usual fearless leader, Simon Barrett, who is indisposed in an unknown location for unknown reasons. Batting second, we have Mike Lucky Lochran. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm here. And let's also give a quick uh, shout out and acknowledgement to Mimi and Arrow, uh, Mike Lochran's nephew and niece, who recorded our new theme song. Thanks for that, guys. Yeah, and my brother-in-law, Joe. And your brother-in-law, Joe. And batting last, also known as the Make Room for Sports cleanup spot, we have Miracle Macal Britt. Ooh, sounds like whoop, looks like strobe. Make Room for Sports. And and uh, so I understand you're, uh, where are you podcasting from, Britt? Cause, uh, well, that was a little hint. Where do you see that those words that I just spoke? You're, you're at a rave? <laughs> no. What, I'm, what, were the, you know, what were the words again? Sounds like whoop, looks like strobe. Wow. Uh, you're in the 90s in a, um, in like a mainstream rap video? <laughs> no, that's, that's what uh, fire alarms, that's what's written on fire alarms in hotels. Did you, you, be, you became a firefighter? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm actively fighting a fire oh. in a hotel. Are you sure that you should be podcasting during that? Uh, I think that this is a very important podcast, so yeah, I'm going to do it. Okay. No, I'm in, I'm in a hotel room uh, about five minutes from my house. Huh. Just, uh, Would you like to say anything more about that? <laughs> it's a handicapped hotel room. Are you in a safe place, Mikkel? Are you... <laughs> is everything okay? <laughs> what else? I'm good. Who else is in the hotel room? Uh, just, there's two queen-size beds and myself. Okay. Um, so what... Why are you in a hotel room five minutes from your house? Because um, I wanted to use the pool. Oh. <laughs> so in order to use the pool, you got to get a room. Huh. How much was the room? Oh, I didn't pay for it. <laughs> I think without Simon, Mikkel is running roughshod over the, the, the orderliness of our podcast. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting taken advantage of right now. <laughs> Okay, where are you really, Britt? <laughs> I know. So the truth. So there's a there's this is a weekend where I graduated from my master's program. So the family in town. There's like three Woo! different. Things. Yeah, way to go, dude. That's awesome. Thank you. I wish I had graduated in something like sports analysis, but I didn't. You will. You or will. just sports. Or just sports. Yeah, like yeah. sports. I'm pretty sure you're gonna get an honorary degree in sports analysis, like probably next year. So. True. Thank you. Um. So there's three different sets of grandparents that we need to be dividing our, I mean, we all hang out, they all hang out together, but also individually. So like today, for example, my mom and Spence dog uh, came to the house. Then we left and had lunch with Tiffany's mom and dad, who that dad is not her biological dad, but it's the dad she grew up with. And then uh-huh. currently, what's his name again? Ron, Ron, Ronnie, Ron Nesson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does, do, I so, Ron. quick question. Do any of the first four grandparents you just mentioned listen to the podcast? No. And are you thinking about reclassifying them or sort of demoting them in terms of their family? Yes. Does, and the real, the real reason I asked that was because I was just wondering, and I wouldn't really want to ask if there was a chance of him hearing. I was just wondering if Spen- – I can't remember if Spencer still has braces. Oh, I don't know. If he, <laughs> I don't know if he does either. 
Okay. Uh, I think he got his taken out right when Simon got his added. Oh, you think Simon actually has Spencer's braces? Yes. Yeah, because like the economy is tight and et cetera, et cetera. And so I think they did like a, a, trend, a braces transfusion. Like a factory resale on Simon's uh, orthodontry? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Simon's wearing my mom's fiance's braces. That makes a lot of sense because your mom's fiance is actually contributing a lot to this podcast because actually the only reason I can watch TNT and ESPN games on my laptop is because I use Spencer's uh, <laughs> direct TV ID and password, which he probably which doesn't know. He doesn't know that no. I use it, you use it, probably a couple other people that I know use it. And he so. probably doesn't know that Simon has his braces now. Yeah, he doesn't. He's t- totally unaware. I feel like Spencer should definitely get some royalties out of this podcast. You know, he plays for a senior's, a senior's uh, uh, softball team. He plays shortstop until he injured his back. Now he plays outfield. Can I we... remember talking sports with him at the wedding. I remember talking yeah. about uh, Auburn, right? He was in all because we were there for That's the right. Sugar Bowl and we were talking uh-huh. about Auburn. Yeah. 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 Can we get Spencer on the podcast? Hey, well, he, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess for maybe. He's hard of hearing. He's, he doesn't hear that well, and his, he has a really terrible sense of humor. I think that'll work perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Make room for sports. All right, but you were starting, you were starting to explain why you were in <laughs> an anonymous hotel room that you didn't pay for five minutes from your house. So now we're with the third set of grandparents, which is Tiffany's biological father and his partner, Angela. Oh. And they got a hotel room that has a pool, so we took Dash my baby dash uh one year old well 13 months uh down to the pool we've been swimming he's awesome in the water like what? uh yeah he's great he's wow. like i mean like, he doesn't swim yet but he loves he get, loves getting dunked underwater and he's just like totally he's you know well i didn't know you could dunk a baby underwater yeah you just do it you just do it Yeah, you can do practically anything to a baby yeah <laughs> i don't want to know anything more about that mike there's some there's some rule about um I don't know. No. Yeah. Five, yeah. five second rule. Is to all listeners five out there. Five second rule. You can. <laughs> oh. Sorry. The clock radio in the hotel room started. Is talking. What's going on? Sorry. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. <laughs> Very relaxing. Yeah. That's oh. good. Yeah, just just leave it okay. on. Just leave it on. Just, just leave it. I called to uh, cancel my appointment I had scheduled for Tuesday. <laughs> all right. Well, so, so I wait, guess we have a better understanding what was I now. Say? Oh, of so why all you're... listeners, if you have a baby, dunk it underwater. Uh, no, as long, my advice. Just five seconds, though, right? Yeah, just a quick dunk. Just a quick like dunk, and then take out. It's five baby seconds, and which you're... are shorter than adult right. seconds. <laughs> oh, I see. And you're actually certified. Um, as like a, you know, a, a human mental health and social health professional now, right? So That's right. That's so actually official advice. My word is bond. <laughs> and so I guess just my last question um, for you is, so now you're, you're a married man. Yes. And you, you know, have a career and, uh, and, a, and a master's degree and you just finished your master's degree um, this That's week. Right. So what's left? Like what else is there? <laughs> yeah, I know. You tell me. We'll get a job. Get a jobby job. Okay. All right. Um, well, I think we should turn but, towards sports. Yeah, yeah, just let me wrap up real quick. So uh-huh. now they're all at the pool, and they're letting me use the hotel room to uh, record the podcast. That's, that's, the, that's the, why I'm here. They, you guys that's, got the special uh, the, the motel room with the vocal booth? <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, good. Well, all right, guys. 
it's um it's a weirdly uh important yet to me kind of anticlimactic uh flat week in sports mm-hmm. yeah um obviously it's a pivotal week as uh, four teams are trying to go down to two in the NBA but I've been watching these games and they're mostly pretty underwhelming. Have you guys been watching the uh, conference finals? Yeah, except for the last Cavs Celtics game. Yeah, unfortunately, in the last Cavs Celtics game at halftime, it was a twenty-point lead, and I kind of assumed it was the same thing was going to happen, so I sort of like went to sleep. So I'm not going to count that. Mm-hmm. Um, See, never... I did that same thing, but I, I actually have it on right now as we're recording, so I can catch up. Oh. So maybe I'll, I'll give you guys some news updates throughout the hour. I mean. Yeah, I, I'm kind of wondering like how the hell the Cavaliers lost to the Celtics without Isaiah Thomas. Let's analyze it. it doesn't, well, uh... there's that thing that happens where like if the the like good teams just get bored, and they beat them by how many points in game game two? Forty or something. Yeah, it was like so. I think you just get you just get bored, and or you want to make it or like maybe there's some part of you in your subconscious that just wants to make it inter- like what you want to lose a game so that game four will be more interesting yeah it's almost like a dick move like um that you're so good you're yes. gonna let the little guy win and be like just because you're toying with them almost it's like the um i don't know if this is an apocryphal story or not but there's a story that satchel page the great pitcher oh, was yeah. so was so dominant you guys can verify this if you want i'm not really sure but was so dominant that he would walk the bases loaded on purpose uh, and then strike out the side i'll verify that yeah i'm gonna say true <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. i'm it gonna feels... say that's true all right good thanks guys it feels true which is pretty much our criteria for uh for fact, for a fact. yeah it's a great name by the way satchel satchel page. wonderful page yeah yeah wonderful name and a wonderful page wonderful what a wonderful page what a wonderful page in picture <laughs> picture history um, um so also, did Isaiah Thomas? What, what was? Did he? Did his ear? His ear got fell off. His or ear fell off. So yeah, let's break some news. Isaiah <laughs> Thomas is uh, out for the playoffs. I think we might be the first uh, news organization reporting this. Um, he broke his hip apparently, and um, and he's done. He's done for the year. So I think it's pretty Wait, safe. <laughs> I have that? no idea if that's real or that's true, right? Yeah, it's true. I don't know. He has a hip it's true injury. Enough. Yeah, I don't know if he has a broken hip, but the injury, it's a real injury, and it is located in the hip region. Uh, devil's in the details, Mike. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, hip it's, bone's connected to the... Uh, the ear, I think. Dick bone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so, on the topic of the Celtics, I wrote down on the outline, I, wanted, is, I don't know if it was a rhetorical question or a real question, but... I was wondering if anyone on the Celtics, anyone left on the Celtics after Isaiah Thomas's injury could actually be a starter on the Cavs. If the Celtics even have a player on their team that could start for the Cavs. Right. Who would the top contender be? Would it be um, the white Avery, guy? Avery Bradley? It would not that be guy? the white guy. <laughs> and then you're only saying that because... No, I'm not gonna. Um, no, Avery I'm Bra- saying that because wasn't like uh, Mike was because he was good. He played well in the last few games. He played well like one game. He had that amazing game seven, but I think even he couldn't believe it. Like even he was kind of embarrassed as it was. And we ha- right, and we hate him anyway. Jalen Rose says that he, yeah. he's he is already going to be in, 
like a guarantee to be inducted into the Celtics, to have his, his number retired <laughs> by the Celtics <laughs> for being a white guy that scored 20 points once in a playoff game. Um, <laughs> yeah. In fact, I was going to say that after I said I had the game on, I looked up and I saw his mug on the TV and I was going to say that I was already getting kind of agitated and irritable <laughs> just from having to look at him. You know, so we're going to say no. Like, okay, okay. okay. Kelly Olenek is not better than Tristan Thompson. He's not better than Kevin Love. Um, he's not better than LeBron James. So no, he he could not he could not start. He's a forward. Avery uh, Avery Bradley. I think Avery Bradley could be a candidate, but no, because well, okay, I guess Avery Bradley well, he would not be able to displace um, uh, Ky- Kyrie Irving. Um, who else is starting for the Cavs in the backcourt? Is it? Um, yeah, I was about to ask that. I don't it, even know. Is it, is it uh, J.R. Smith? I was going to ask if it's J.R. Smith, but I don't think it is. Huh. This is going to require some... Oh, wait. Pretty soon I'll be able to see the back of somebody's jersey, and I'll tell you. Okay, good. I'll tell you who it is. Okay, stand by, listeners. I'll, I'll break that. We're right on this case. Let's <laughs> break some news, guys. Uh, uh, we can keep Kyle, going. Al, Al Hartford. Al Hartford uh, is, could not be displaced by anyone currently on the Celtics. Um, so... Oh, I know. The coach. The Celtics coach is better than the Cavs coach. <laughs> oh, that's true. The Celtics do. Brad Stevens, right, is the coach. Brad He's a better Stevens coach. Brad Stevens is a pretty good coach, yeah. Teron Liu is kind, is kind of like a, uh, you know, a LeBron James uh, surrogate in, mm. in the coach's chair. Right. Um, all right. I'm looking through the Cavs roster, and I can't really tell. I'm thinking it's J.R. Smith. I wish it were J.R. Yeah, I, I, like, I like to think that he's starting. Yeah, they don't really have anyone else that could be. All right, I think this topic is done. So, yeah, we don't, know, we don't know enough about since, it. Since we can't even name yeah, <laughs> who the Cavs The final word is. is that I wish J.R. Smith were the starting two guard. J.R. Smith but, is really cool. J.R. Smith made a really yeah. funny face um, a couple <laughs> nights ago after making a three-pointer. Like a really like arrogant really? face. Well, it was it was the night when they were winning by like fifty points or whatever. Uh, like, what well, kind of face was it? It was yeah. just it was just like it was just like what do you think it was possible I could miss? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, can you make that face right now, Dave? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Wait one second. Like that. Like that. <laughs> Shit. Did you see it? Yeah. It's, it's a cool face. Um. All right. So we've decided that no one on the Celtics could start on the Cavs. Um, I also I had a couple couple items about this, just sort of um, passing observations. Kevin Love is good again, Mike Love. Um, he is good again. Yeah, really good again. Did you did you? So you're watching this game just now, but Kevin Love, I don't know if you're in the first half or the second half, but Kevin Love went. Uh, I want to say seven for ten in the first half on three pointers last night. No kidding. You made seven three-pointers in the first half? Yeah, on, on, oh. on ten shots. And, and, That's a lot. And the tenth shot, uh, he missed towards the end of the half, but it, it like rimmed out. It was like he almost went eight for ten. <laughs> what is it? There's something about him, like his game, that annoys me, but I can never put my finger on it. Hmm. Let's analyze it. Does he sort of have like a, um, a uh, uh, Christian, Christian Leitner uh, type of, like he seems like he could be like a Duke, like a Duke guy? He has, yeah. He, yeah. He seems like he has a cousin who went to Duke. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think uh, that might be part of it. Um, he just has a kind of. He's got like a rickety game. He always yeah. looks like his like kneecaps are going to pop off at any moment. I think they are about to pop off at any moment. Do you remember when someone like ripped his arm out of the out of his out of his shoulder socket last oh, year? Oh yeah, that was what's his name. That was the guy um, that hurt uh, Kelly Oubre. I thought Kelly Olynyk. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk was the one. That, oh yeah, you're right. Kelly yeah. Olynyk ripped. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I hate Kelly Olynyk so much that I can only refer to him as the guy that hurt Kelly Oubre. 
Um, <laughs> wait, what's the name of the of the guy on on Utah who's like an all star and he's white and he's uh, Gordon he's got, he's got Hayward? Hair. Oh yeah, Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Hayward. Yeah. Hayward. <laughs> yeah, I'm, he's got that. He's got that haircut. Yeah, he's got he's got a haircut. Oh yeah, Mikel, you had theories about his makeover that we were texting about one night. Oh, just that he he used to be uh, an ugly duckling. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. Should we do a really quick dreamboat or shipwreck on Gordon Hayward before and after the makeover? I think we should on on Gordon Hayward and on Kevin Love. Dreamboat or shipwreck? So, Gordon Hayward, guys, dreamboat or shipwreck after makeover? um, Shipwreck. Oh, wow. Really? Are you, are you, are you, I <laughs> yeah. think you're just saying that because you feel some kind of like social pressure, social no, justice, I, social justice pressure. I'm saying that he's not, <laughs> he's not a dreamboat. He's not really a dreamboat. If you think he is, you're being fooled. But isn't by, that by a haircut? Oh, I see. But, but haven't you just put your finger on like the essence of 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 dreamboatness? Isn't exactly. Isn't that all about just fooling the? Uh, I also. Um, so, that's what I'm trying to say. I learned a fact about about him, which is that he was he's from he grew up in Indiana, Gordon Hayward, and he was only recruited by initially by Butler, which is where he wound up going, where Brad Stevens was the coach at the time. Oh. And he was recruited like in his junior year, maybe. And he was short. He was like, well, short for basketball, like five ten or something. And then he grew like some crazy amount in the next year and all these other schools suddenly wanted him like uh purdue really wanted him and indiana really wanted him and he still went to butler because he was uh like loyal to uh to that coach and so that's why there's some like dreamboat dreamboat i change it dreamboat yeah right like emotional dreamboat because he has loyalty emotional Um, dreamboat (laughs) uh but that's why there's some gossip scuttlebutt now that uh, he might want to sign with the Celtics to reunite with Brad Stevens. Yeah, I don't think that's gossip. And actually, that's I'm glad you said that. That was actually I was also thinking like we're going to transition right to that. Um, yeah. Do you have a theory about this? It's not so much a theory as uh, like I, I'm pretty sure like explicit statements by the Celtics that they're going to pursue Gordon Hayward. Um, oh, and okay, because he's a free agent this summer. Is he a forward? What is he? He's he is. Big. He's a small forward. Yeah. 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 So, but this also takes us toward our next question or my next question wait uh kevin we got kevin love oh Oh, well mike lockard never said uh whether he thought gordon hayward was dreamboat or shipwreck yeah i thought this was just a. uh i mean i thought he was obviously a dreamboat so i was kind of thrown by mckell's initial vote but i say i say dreamboat okay i'm going shipwreck um kevin love uh mckell uh, dreamboat or shipwreck? Dreamboat, except for the one time he stepped on that guy's face. So you're going physical dreamboat, emotional shipwreck? <laughs> yeah. Wait, he stepped on a guy's face or Christian Leitner stepped on a guy's face? <laughs> can, we, can we even tell them apart? <laughs> Kevin because Love. Kev- oh, what? Christian Leitner famously stepped on a guy's face. So did Kevin Love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say that that's a fact. I'm not going to look it up. All right. Yeah. Well, then, then he's a shipwreck. By yeah. yeah, by law. Yeah, you can't step on someone's face and be a dreamboat. Except he just seems sort of like old and a little bit pitiable, sort of like um, Aaron Rodgers. 
Oh, he's, yeah. He's kind of like the sad old uh, NBA star. But I, I just want to go back for a second before we transition to uh, the Celtics uh, summer and say, yeah, what is it? There is something about Kevin Love that's like not only rickety, but like you look at him out there and I know that the stat sheet says he's six foot ten. But he does not he doesn't look big. Like something about him he, he something about the way he carries himself or the way his body is shaped or the way he moves. Like he uh, looks small. That's a weird phenomenon. That's the same with um that one player T J McConnell. Oh, always yeah. looks he always looks really small to me and I, and then I look up his height and he's like he's like a six three or something, which it's not huge, but mm-hmm. Mikhail, is T J McConnell is. your favorite player in the league? Yes. Because he loves doing pranks. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of pranks? Do you, do you know any of his pranks? Pouring a cup of water on your head during an interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I see what you mean by this. About I'm looking at pictures of Kevin Love. I think. Well, it's not. You might. Yeah, I don't. I'm sure it does translate to still photos, but it's really on the court when I see him. He just doesn't look like a big man, but he but he is. I mean, he's like factually, he's a big man. Like six foot ten is big. His uncle is really is Mike Love of the Beach Boys. What? What? I'm on. I'm on. Mike Love's real last name is Love. Not no, the real Mike Love. No, I know. (laughs) This is very confusing. (laughs) Listeners might be just kind of tuning out at this point, but the thing is that Mike Lochran. Used to go by the moniker Mike Love, but we're talking about the real Mike Love from the Beach Boys, and you're yeah. claiming Wait, that small his small nef- correction. It's not like I gave myself that nickname. That's what Mikel used to call me. Oh, Mike! But I wasn't like I want to go by Mike Love. Right. Yeah, you you showed up at college with a new name, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I understand I why you might want to. Yeah, see, I understand why. In light of that conversation about the Black Mamba, you might want to claim that you didn't name yourself Mike Love. <laughs> right. But um. But anyway, all right. So Kevin Love is the nephew. Of Mike Love? Yeah, yes, that's what it says here. That just makes me angry. Yeah, huh. like it's just like some people just kind of get like every advantage. Like the guy's six foot ten, and he gets <laughs> to be the nephew of like you know a key, a pip, like the the key like the lead singer of like the coolest band in America from the sixties. Right. This isn't. Yeah. This is not right. It's not. It's not fair. I don't know. Should we keep going? Yeah, I feel like there's more to be said about Kevin Love. This is getting more interesting. He's, yeah, he's bringing a lot out to a lot of. Uh, he's bringing a lot to the surface for us, kind of. Yeah. I wonder what happened to Mike Love. Like, you know, Mike Love wears a hat that says "Love" on it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he, that. I did not know that. I feel like we need to dig out of this hole. Um, <laughs> so, so oh, yeah, you're the host. You're the host. Get okay. us out. Dave, Dave has a really tough job tonight because um, Mikel and I are likely to just totally spiral into nonsense. Uh, I'm okay, I'm okay with that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I like your yeah. I like your hosting style. It's like you let us be. You let us be ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> is that a punch? Is that a punch up at our our usual host? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And isn't he, is he a kung fu black belt? Because I feel like I'm employing a kung fu strategy right now. Like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let the energy. Like I'm gonna my defense is going to be to just allow your offense, but to sort of to sort, right. of, to sort of move with it. <laughs> I believe Simon is a um, black belt in kung fu. Cool. Well, in zinger. He's a black belt in zingers. He's definitely <laughs> definitely a black belt in zingers. Um, all right. So make room for sports. What I wanted to talk about. Um, because 
a lot of people are talking about this right now, and I think it's like an interesting kind of thinking topic. So the Celtics have the number one pick, and it's pretty. There's a pretty broad consensus that the best two players in this draft are Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball, who are both who are both who both in college at least pay, played the point guard position. But the Celtics have, you know, arguably a, a top three or four point guard in the league, and in and in Avery Bradley. Um, have a second piece to their backcourt who's kind of indispensable and, and, and serves a really important function, actually, that probably neither Markel Fultz or Alonzo Ball could could fill. Avery Bradley um, was an all-NBA all defensive uh, first-team uh, player, I think, for the past, like, two years. And um, and like Clay Thompson does on, 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 the, on the Warriors, ends up guarding uh, the most explosive player uh, in the other team's backcourt. So he, he helps Steph Curry not have to take on that load, and Avery Bradley helps uh, Isaiah Thomas not, not have to take on that load on the defensive end. So it's not really a backcourt that you want to break up or shake up, and it would seem like kind of a waste of a number one pick to uh, to draft like a redundant position. Like clearly what the Celtics actually need is help in the front court. They need some kind mm-hmm. of big man. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering what, what you guys think of... Um, if we could just... Yeah, go ahead. Who's Amir Thompson? So Amir Thompson uh, is a guy who starts for the Celtics, and the usual response, if you mention uh, Amir Thompson, is "Who's Amir Thompson?" <laughs> <laughs> Further to our point, that like no one, like possibly the Celtics are starting players that couldn't even make like the roster. On Amir, the Amir Thompson is the real name of Quest Love drummer. Yeah, was, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so when you when you when you said him. Amir Thompson as a starter, you were not meaning Questlove. You were meaning an NBA player. Questlove does seem like he can do anything he wants. That's right. <laughs> like he's been doing whatever he wanted since like the early 1990s. Oh, since you know before, what? Okay, yeah. I have I have an I have an error and regret. Uh, the the starting power. <laughs> the starting power forward for the Celtics is Amir Johnson. Uh, <laughs> not a <mere> <laughs> you, like you really wanted Questlove to be on the Celtics. There was some part of you. Yeah, and I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that like that like Black Thought was was actually the Celtics uh, like starting two guard. But um, yeah, it's it's weird. But I don't think Black Thought could actually make like the uh, the Cavaliers starting lineup. All right, Amir Johnson. Oh. I'm gonna correct that in the uh, <laughs> in the outline. Um, <laughs> But uh, the question was, um, like, what should the Celtics do with that number right. one pick? I, I, I really – I'm kind of compelled by the argument. So one other thing that you have to consider is that it's pretty likely that the Celtics are going to be able to sign Gordon Hayward. Um, Gordon Hayward, uh, like you said, um, was, uh, was uh, played under Brad Stevens. Um, he'll be very comfortable in the uh, in the white the, the white nationalist um, culture of of Boston, um, yeah, playing He's as he does hair. now in, in Utah yeah. and having that hair, yeah. yeah. So I think that's kind of a foregone conclusion that Gordon Hayward is going to the Celtics. Why so, is he a free agent? Yeah, he's a free agent oh. this summer. I heard he was going to have his last name legally changed to White Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I'm confused though. The the lottery happened, but no one's picked. Why haven't they picked yet? Yeah, or like. Yeah, the the the, the um, 
the draft happens after the season's over. I think it's something like uh, uh, June twenty uh, fourth or twenty sixth. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, a really annoying thing yeah. that. Um, oh no, it's not part of it. Well, but one really annoying thing that the NBA is doing, and I'm pretty sure in past years they haven't done this, but they're waiting until like late June to announce like who won the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year and all this stuff. Um, in previous years, they would usually do that like during the first round of the playoffs, because um, all that voting. Do you know been, why they? Well, money. I think the answer uh, is always okay. capitalism. Uh, huh. No, um, there's always capitalism. Yeah, it's true. No, I mean that's the like I, they they're they're making a television event out of it. They're they're going to announce like the oh right the and they're doing like a lot of other goofy awards this year, right? They're doing like best dressed and stuff like that. Yeah, they're they're making like a yeah like a two hour three hour special out of yeah. a bunch yeah. of nonsense. Um, <laughs> NBA players are so goofy. That's such a weird. I mean, I, I guess that's why I like them. What do you mean by goofy? I don't know. They're just like, there's so much, they're just, they're really colorful personalities and like they just do, they're into fashion or they're into rapping and singing or they're into uh, whatever they're into and they're not afraid to like flaunt it. In other words, like, like NBA players are, uh, are human people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except for Lonzo Ball. Yeah, Lonzo Ball, we're not really clear on. Uh, <laughs> so wait, can we go back? And the Clay question? Thompson, maybe not. Well, no, Clay Thompson's a real person, I think. Uh, no, he's not a real person. Um, I've done some deep research, and I want to field uh, Mike's next next uh, curiosity. But uh, June twenty second uh, is oh. is the NBA draft. So we, we're okay. we're breaking that news. The NBA is going to hold a draft on June twenty second. Mike, um, no, Ooh. I just want to go back. That's good. Good info. We, I just want to go back to the actual. It the actual question, which is a really good one about what the Celtics are supposed to do. Yes, please. Yeah, it's a really um, great, it's, I want to just say, Dave, it's, uh, it's really fascinating for let's, me. Let's analyze that. Let's analyze it. <laughs> <laughs> it's about damn time. So, um, yeah, uh, one thing we've been talking about a lot this week is how, like, how valuable number one pick is in the NBA. Yes. And I think it's more valuable... Well, it's obviously more valuable in the NBA than in any other league, and it's the because you only have five guys on the court. Um, like, it almost doesn't matter who you have on your team if you can get a number one pick who might be a like you know once in a decade kind of a talent. Um, mm -hmm. And I think one thing that's fascinating about the Celtics situation is that like very few teams ever had to make this choice where like they have already a reasonably stacked roster and obviously have made the the Eastern finals, um, but might wind up drafting someone who's going to replace like one of the best players on their team. I just don't think they're going to do huh. that. I think that Isaiah Thomas has earned enough sort of um, diehard hometown fandom that it would be basically impossible to have him become the backup on that. I mean, he, he also averaged 30 points per game this season. So I just, I don't see them doing that. Yeah. And who, would, I, who would replace him? Uh, Markel Fultz. I mean, well, he wouldn't, oh, okay. but I don't right, see right. that happening. Um, you know, there's an argument for Markel Fultz. I believe Markel Fultz is like six foot four. Um, Markel Fultz is also um, a more flexible player, perhaps. Like he could play the two guard role and like possibly guard um, taller taller backcourt players. Does he have that part and the passion of Isaiah Thomas? I mean, I have to be honest, I've not watched a University of Washington <laughs> game yeah. this season. Um, I don't know if that many people really have, other than scouts. Um, they weren't a competitive team. But um, but one interesting side note, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but do you guys know where Isaiah Thomas went to college? I don't. Uh, no. University of Washington, where Markel Fultz plays. Oh, uh, sure. And wasn't he drafted number 60? 
He was the very last player drafted. He was the last pet. Yeah. I learned that on lottery night. I couldn't believe it. Yep. So there is kind of like this interesting connection um, that, that both of these like prolific scorers both went to the University of Washington. Um, I think Isaiah uh, didn't graduate, but I think he, he was drafted in 2011. Um, so that's, that's kind of a cool thing. Um, but I don't think Danny Ainge, the uh, general manager of the Celtics, is going to be like driven or constrained by that. I think uh, like Danny Ainge has enough um, credibility and authority, uh, being that he won a championship with the Celtics and he like engineered that roster. Um, I think he drafted Rondo and then he brought Ray Allen and, and Kevin Garnett to the Celtics to, to beat the yeah. Lakers. So he doesn't have to worry about uh, you know uh, bending to Isaiah Thomas's um, interests or. Markel Fultz does have a Celtics t-shirt. Markel Fultz, I think it's pretty clear, would like to go to the Celtics. Yeah. But that doesn't, I don't think that really matters to Danny Ainge. I think Danny Ainge is pretty, has shown himself to be a pretty sort of um, uh, pragmatic kind of uh, sort of sort of um, cold-blooded type of general manager. I mean, hmm. Danny Ainge, trade. the reason that the Celtics have this pick is because Danny Ainge traded um, Kevin Garnett, like, unceremoniously just, like, cut ties with Kevin Garnett um, and Paul Pierce, like, the hometown hero of the Celtics, mm-hmm. and sent them to New Jersey um, in exchange for this draft pick. Um, in exchange for, like, 10 years of draft picks. Yeah, it's exchange for, like, yeah, shoring up, like, the next, like, several decades of the Celtics and, like, destroying the, the, the Brooklyn Nets for, yeah. like, the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, I Is mean, that Machiavellian? Well, it's amazing because you look at it and, and, and you think, okay... So this year, the Celtics get to pick, get the number one pick in a loaded draft, and the guys that they traded away for that are retired, <laughs> or like are, right. have careers as broadcasters now in the NBA, uh-huh. like aren't even. So it's it's pretty it's it's pretty sad for the Nets. But um, the question remains: uh, What do the Celtics do with this pick? Do they draft a player who plays the same position as their own MVP candidate? Probably going to come in fifth in the MVP voting or sixth. Or do they trade away that number one pick? And I guess maybe my more interesting question and, and sort of my more uh, wild card asinine question, because I don't think any of us is like nearly qualified to like think about this or like answer this question, is like, what, what do the Celtics get in return for the number one number one pick? And I, I'd like to well, I'd like going. to ask Mikel this: What do you think the Celtics could get in return for the number one pick if they well, traded it? They're they're looking at uh, Dario Saric from the America's team. Yeah, America's team, the Philadelphia 76ers. It's actually Sharich. Oh, okay, Sarich. Yeah. So, um, you, so you think maybe the Celtics will trade the number one pick for Dario Sharich? Right. That's some good research, Mikel. Yeah, that think is, that, that, is that would complete. You know, that would be that would fit their current dynamic. And like you're saying. Maybe better to just work with that dynamic than gamble on a potential uh, player of the decade. I think the um, interesting. You probably know this, Dave. But I think the uh, I think the rumor is that they would trade with the Sixers and swap picks, and we'd give them Sharich and maybe somebody else, like maybe next year's Lakers pick that we have, because um, we still have the Lakers pick unprotected now for next year, and it won't be a great pick, but it's another first round pick. Oh, so. It's- Wow, so you think that would seem like a like a really stupid move for um for the Sixers to give away I mean, Sharich 
just to move up two spaces in the in in, in a loaded draft? It all depends. It depends on who you right. think Markel Fultz is. Like if you think Markel Fultz is mm-hmm. like all the other ten guys drafted number one over the past ten years, then it seems to me if you're the Sixers and like we have an absolute surplus of like guys bigger than six ten. Um so we could easily get rid of one of them. Interesting. Everybody, I mean, Dario's have become a real hometown. Dario is one of the ones that TJ McConnell's always trying to pour water on his head. Uh huh. It's true. I mean, I feel like if you're trading the number one pick in a loaded draft, you should be going more for like Embiid or or a uh, you know or Ben Simmons. I mean, not that they could get that one for one, but couldn't they set their sights Except higher than Dario Sharp? Essentially, essentially, what you would be saying is like, we don't want faults. We know the Lakers will take ball and we'll take whoever the whoever's left because we'll have the Sixers number three pick. I mean, yeah, I mean, that would I think that would be an incredible move for, for like for for the Celtics. That would work out really well um, because they could they could get some kind of like small forward wing or something. Um, maybe like chicken, Josh, chicken wing, Josh Jackson or uh, or, or who um, the 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 uh, the Duke guy. What's the um, oh, Tatum? Tatum, yeah, Jason Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. Um, oh, it's such a Duke name, Jason Tatum. <laughs> well, it's yeah. spelled with a Y though, J A Y S O N. Okay, not that. Okay. Although it does sort make it, of rhyme. It makes it. It rhymes with Grayson. Actually. It does rhyme with Grayson. Oh, I think yeah. the Y makes it more of a Duke name. Okay. Okay. We'll leave that one out there. Um, yeah, but hmm. All right. So I think that's interesting. Charia Sharich. Yeah. Um. A lot of tension, June twenty second. Like, what's going to happen? I would love to see the Celtics get like, uh, uh, like a Jimmy Butler or or a, a Paul George. I don't know. That's probably Jimmy, just wish. Jimmy Buffett. Or a Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> 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 like, wouldn't it be fun if you could be a, G- a GM and you would just like say that Jimmy Buffett was on your team? Would you rather be related to Jimmy yeah. Buffett or Warren Buffett? Oh, definitely Jimmy. I go Warren. No, I said you say you say that now, but when it came down to it, you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. Yeah, money's not everything, Dave. Money can't. Plus, Jimmy Buffett probably has more money than Warren Buffett. (laughs) Think think about it, guys. We'll we'll leave that to the listeners to do some research on that. All right, I think we can move on from the Celtics. I think that was productive. I think our our listeners learned something. Make room for sports. Um, Oh, I'm gonna just check in real quick. Did we like? Are we sure this is recording and everything? No. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, cool. we're not sure, but we have evidence to suggest that it probably All right. is. All right. Fair enough. Good enough. We've been, and I want to say, um, we're 37 minutes into this thing. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it's a halftime of Cavs Celtics game three. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know. What the, the score is not up on the screen, though. But I they're shoot, just shooting warm ups. I got to say, I think like our vibe, guys, like the three of us, is like pretty tight. You like, feel like we should get rid of Simon. Is that what you're that's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> all right. Well, Simon, you're you're on notice. Um, all right. I think uh, sports check, guys. Uh, should, did anyone watch any other sports this week? We have um, Mike Love, I believe, on the ground is supposed to be researching hockey and baseball. Uh, we also have watched, a passing um, interest in tennis to, to discuss. Yeah. Um, or or maybe I'm doing this wrong. Hold on. I'm new at hosting. We do have a number of other basketball topics on the on the on the, the outline, so I, I think we're going to put this up for a vote. Okay. I think um, the two options are we continue to talk a little more basketball because we can still talk about um, the Lakers, the playoffs, LeBron James, uh, Enos Cantor uh, getting detained, 
and Bradley Beal making an outlandish claim, or we can move on to secondary sports. So, uh, Mike Love, what do you think? I vote secondary sports. Mikhail? Secondary. Secondary sports it is. All right. All right, I'll turn it over to you, Mike Love. It sounded like you had something. Oh, all I have is that I watched a hockey game for the first time ever. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm not sure. In person or on TV? No, on TV. Mm-hmm. Although I felt, I mean, the action is pretty intense. So I felt like I was there. Um, I don't know what I learned about hockey, if anything. Um, but <laughs> what drove it is that I've always, like, whenever I talk to friends about the podcast, one thing I always say is that it's, um, and this is a, a basically sincere statement, that I always thought it was really cool that Simon and Mikel decided at their advanced stage in life to, like, try to learn about sports and understand it. It's pretty intense. Yeah, it's like, and a, like somebody takes like an adult education class in like carpentry or whatever. Yeah, like most people don't most people don't do that, you know. Take up an um, interest. No, people Especially like take up an interest and then immediately start like broadcasting <laughs> what they're learning like on the fly. I mean, that, Simon, we're, we're talking about how it's just taken on a life of its own and like we're kind of yeah. like we're caught up. We don't know how to stop it now. Yeah. And by comparison, I this is also a sincere <laughs> statement. I actually feel like I'm Every week, I know less about sports, um, <laughs> so like your your knowledge is increasing. Uh, it's decreasing, but that's well, just there was the, once a, a really great metaphor in the episode with Albro flashback, um, where he said something. Can you drop like, like maybe three seconds of that right here. Yeah. As we become aware of how much sports there is to know about, it mm-hmm. feels like our knowledge is a smaller piece of the puzzle. Uh, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, a wise man who oh. knows how much he truly does not know. And you guys are all becoming exactly. wiser men. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you. Simon, can you name a soccer player? He said, or there's some, like, like, the more we learn about sports, the more we learn how infinite it is. So, like, the more we learn, the more there is to learn. So it always feels like we're not learning. Do you get that? It's like it's like physics, man. It's, I get that. Like yeah, no, I, yeah. I get that. I get that. Dropping um, some heavy acidity right here. Thanks, yeah, man. It's whew, it's like crazy. So anyway, I decided that, like, in in the spirit of that kind of um, fearlessness and uh, like bravery, that I, I was like, mm-hmm. what, what could I do? And I have a good friend who's a, a big hockey fan. He grew up in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and he's a big Penguins fan. Oh, cool. And hockey to me has always looked just like I'm sure every other sport looks to people that have never seen that sport, which is that I always thought of it as just like randomized. Yeah moving around there's like a mess of white energy yeah so i only have really two observations i watched a (laughs) yeah that's good (laughs) um my only two observations are number one apparently these guys are all doing choreographed stuff oh like they're not just like just like randomly like skating up and down the ice yeah no apparently there's like a method to almost everything that's happening i feel like we Uh just we've broken like four stories on this podcast and that might be that might be the lead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like uh, hockey is intentional. Hockey uh, involves hockey. strategy. It's, and then the it's other cor- thing, hockey is choreographed, is what you're hockey saying. Hockey is choreographed. Yeah, like, well, not choreographed, like in the sense of the WWF or something, or like, mm-hmm. or like Nancy Kerrigan, or like Nancy Kerrigan. But yeah. there's thought behind the movement of what of of the way the players are moving. Like there are plays, and there are like offensive sets that teams run, and right. there are only only a handful of them. Sort of like if you're watching NBA basketball, there's only like. In any given era, there's like three or four basic offenses that teams are going to run. Right. And so once you know what they are, like the movements start to make sense. And once you know, like the night on the podcast, we revealed to, revealed to Simon that 
um, like there are positions in basketball. Right. He and was it, like really disturbed by that, actually. <laughs> yeah. But like you get that one little nugget of wisdom and then all of a sudden, like the whole sport makes right. sense to you. It and looks it, it like looks different. Yeah. I still yeah, have so, no idea what the triangle offense is. But yeah, continue with hockey. <laughs> so number one, hockey is choreographed. Uh, number two, this is just a helpful thing that I learned because I, I, I got pretty bored, like almost almost right away. Um because I just didn't know enough and I, I was tired of asking questions. But if I kept reminding myself that those guys were doing all that stuff on ice skates, if I kept that in the <laughs> in the forefront of my mind, it really made a difference. Just keep reminding yourself of that. <laughs> yeah, like what if basketball is done on ice? Similar yeah. to the way that it's possible that listeners are going to be reminded over and over again that we're l- using a trial version of uh, of Skype call recorder right now. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it possible really... that like we're only mentioning it now, but this entire episode has been plagued by like <laughs> some sort of annoying voice saying call <laughs> right. recorder trial version. <laughs> right. Yeah. Inside, now to, uh, yeah. yeah. The... Inside baseball for the listeners, um, since Simon abandoned us this week, none of us. I don't know if it was like that we weren't smart enough or not motivated enough or what or to get the money. actual recording equipment downloaded onto our computers. I tried. It, it didn't was work. Twenty nine ninety five. I wasn't interested. Um, yeah, I tried to get Simon to Venmo me twenty nine ninety five. He didn't write back. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, you had to have like OS ten point nine or something, and I'm I haven't gotten that high. I think they're up to like eleven, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so anyway, it that's work. my. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen hockey or have hockey thoughts, but. Um, that's that's what I learned. I think I'll probably watch another game, at least one more game. That's really cool. Weren't the Philadelphia Flyers like an important hockey team in like the eighties or nineties? Yeah, they were called the Broad Street Bullies. Oh wow! <laughs> really? Uh, Who was their I best have... player? Was it like Brett Hull or something? No. Oh. Um, they had a good player. I don't know. The only player I can think of is uh, Ron Hextall. Was the goalie for a while? Oh yeah. Who was oh, the guy? Birdie, Birdie Howe? Is that a guy? Bernie uh, how, about, how about Guy Lafleur? What are you, the guy, <laughs> what I'm, you guys I'm, talking about right now? I'm pretty, what the fuck? I'm pretty sure there was a hockey player who refused to wear a helmet named Guy Lafleur. <laughs> and he was sense. like bald. And he had but he had he was bald, but he like let his baldness grow out. So he had like the ring around his bald head. Hold on, I'm okay. Googling it. All right. Guy yeah. <laughs> when you said he let his baldness grow out, I thought you meant like his head like I don't know what I thought you meant. Like his head got like his eyebrows? Like his <laughs> no, like his head got bigger, like <laughs> like the skin grew or something. Yeah, Google Guy Lafleur. He he played with no helmet. You could see him like like a madman. He's not on the. He's on a team with a CH. I guess it's what Chicago Blackhawks. I don't know. Or uh, he was I on the Rangers. Know. I don't know. His name is Guy, spelled uh, Guy Lafleur. L A F L E U R. Well, that was a can, big deal. Can, like they did. Oh, sorry. Can, I just can. Quebec can you Quoi. do that? Can like a baseball player decide to not play with his hat or helmet or like? You can, no, I, I think what it was was that. Um, like the NHL instituted mandatory helmets in a particular year, but they said that it wouldn't be fair to guys who had already been playing professionally without a helmet because it could mess up their game. So he was like part of like the last class of players that was that that was grandfathered into not wearing not wearing a helmet. So oh, wow. and, he, and he was allowed for like and he played for a really long time. So you know, pretty like midway through his career, like everyone else on the ice had a helmet except him, <laughs> and he refused to wear one. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can actually, I can. I confirm that story. Thank you. Yeah. I can say something about the Philadelphia Flyers real quick. Personal story. Oh, great. Awesome. Oh, great. great. Uh, hey, Mikel, I... yes. um, let's get personal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a drop? Is that a segment? Yeah. Yeah. Let's it's get a good personal. One. Let's get personal. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a great one. Well, back when I was in middle school, the popular thing was to get a starter jacket. And uh, 
Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. They're of course. Pretty, ex- pretty expensive. I had an Eagles one. Philadelphia. That's right. Yeah, you did. That was, yeah, you that was guys nice. were always destined to become my friend. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> do we have, a, yeah, do we have some kind of drop for that? Like a friendship, friendship, sen- friendship drop? <laughs> like a Care Bears drop? Yeah. That's friendship. Yeah. Aw. That's friendship. So anyway, uh, you know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't made of money. My family wasn't made of money. So I couldn't afford one of these jackets until I was at, what was that sports goods store? Models? Yes, Models. Yeah, gotta go to Moe's. Gotta go to Moe's. <laughs> they had a uh, starter jacket on sale, and that's the one I could afford. And so I got it. And it was a Philadelphia. <laughs> that whichever was the cheapest one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was the Flyers, which I didn't even really like the team or anything. <laughs> you didn't even know what sport it was. And then, no, I didn't. I said. <laughs> And then I had my uh, first, I guess my first girlfriend, which was Colleen Fellows. Oh, yeah. That's a nice name for a first girlfriend. And also reminds me of Brian Fellows, my favorite SNL oh, yeah. character. <laughs> and um, she bought me a matching Philadelphia Flyers baseball cap because she thought I liked the team so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. And- <laughs> That's so good. Like, you literally would not have been able to name a player on the team whose jacket you wore for, like, years. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. No, like, so, there are probably people that went to your school that remember you as the guy that loved the Flyers. <laughs> we'll have to go uh, fact check that. <laughs> so, there are actually, surprisingly, there are a number of names uh, that I recognize among, I just Googled Philadelphia Flyers greatest players, Bobby Clark. Uh, which is a name that sounds familiar as maybe like oh uh, Bobby Clark yes uh-huh. that's a big one. even more interesting Eric Lindros oh uh, yeah that's another big one he was like the I really dropped the puck on this one ah he was like yeah like the the phenom of the nineties um, for like all of hockey I think BRB guys uh, okay <laughs> um, and Mark Howe D- defenseman doesn't sound familiar Mark Howe Mark Howe H O W E I don't who's Gordy Howe Gordy Howe Gordy Howe's a person. Gordy Howe sounds like something. Let's Google that. Claude Giroux. Oh, Claude Giroux. Yeah, that's Giroux. A big, yeah. All right, let's. We're googling Gordy Howe, which makes for riveting uh, air content. Gordy Howe was a hockey player. Yeah. Um, can't really tell anything about him. So initial search reveals that he played for the United States Hockey League and the Omaha Knights. Huh. Excuse me. So. As this podcast goes on and I get deeper and deeper into this Hardywood, the Great Return IPA, my speech is getting uh, slurred and I am openly belching. <laughs> um, but so, um, in, in Mikel's absence, unless you have more to say about hockey, I feel like maybe we, we could transition to uh, Plays of the Week. Oh, uh, yes. We could totally do that. We're, we're already 50 minutes into this thing. <laughs> Wow, it went really fast. Um, I have one. It was more geared, um, it was sort of in honor of Mikel's graduation, but it's fitting oh, that we should no, wait. it's it's perfect. It's fitting that he 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 bailed. Oh, I uh, feel bad. I wanted to so, get honored. Um, my play of the week is it's like school. It's also for us as um, as educators. Uh, oh, cool. My play of the week is that I encountered two separate news stories this week about professional athletes retweeting teachers tweets in order for the um students to not have to take final exams yeah i know one of them is yeah yeah so one i the first one i saw was um 
Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I didn't see that one. So Aaron Rodgers, I think that was the one from the school in Iowa. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers retweeted somebody so that it's really weird. I don't really understand that phenomenon. It seems like, well, I don't know. Um, so that the kids wouldn't have to take an exam in a class called sports literature, <laughs> which just seems like a terrible indictment of the American oh. educational system. Yeah. There's like so many different ways to go with, with a critique of this situation. Yeah. And then the other one, I'm glad you know the other one. Cause now I, for, I forgot it. I forgot Kobe. Oh, right. Yeah. It was Kobe. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. expound on that? I'm back. Um, I'm back, guys. Sorry oh, about good. that. Whew. Um, you missed him, McCall. I'm giving you a, a tribute. He was actually his play of the week was in, was in your honor, but you missed it. It was uh, it was, we it was school related plays for of the you. Week. Yeah, Aww. that's friendship. Um, yeah. Sorry, you'll have to listen to the episode. Yeah, podcasting never sleeps. Um, <laughs> I don't know the second one. So, do you know anything about that one, Dave? Even though it's my play of the week, Kobe Bryant retweeted somebody's teacher. And then they didn't have to take the exam. So I, I think, think it's the it was, same story as the first one. It's similar, a little different. I don't think it was the teacher. I think um, a student like tweeted at Kobe and uh, said, "Please tell my teacher to postpone my exam. Like we're, we're we're stressed about this exam or whatever." And Kobe Bryant like responded and like tweeted back at the student with like a photo of himself like that related to the tweet somehow and like the students were able to get the, the the exam postponed because kobe weighed in and asked the teacher to to postpone it right oh. that one makes more sense the one the aaron Rodgers one i'm hashtag sure muse cage sorry hashtag. i'm pretty sure in, in the other case the teacher was like if aaron Rodgers retweets this my students won't have to take their exam and aaron Rodgers retweeted it yeah <laughs> oh man i feel that's not, that's not good for education right yeah, no, that's why I'm bringing this to the attention of uh, of all Americans. Although, um, what's her name? Rapper, female rapper. Uh, an annoying female rapper. Uh, uh, Nicki Minaj. Little Voucher. Ma- little School Voucher. <laughs> yeah, Little School Voucher. <laughs> she was did doing something where she was going to pay for uh, kids' educations. Aw. Yeah, so, I heard about that. Can we drop like, a, like one second of Nicki Minaj right here? Uh, yeah, but right now. Don't talk to me. Have my music ready. Get the up out of my face, and I'm gonna blow this to your face all day. I think that like a lot, a lot of people's time nowadays for like for uh, kids is spent like tweeting at celebrities to try to get them to do stuff. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, doesn't it seem like, like a lot of news stories are I, like? I feel like a lot of celebrities' time is spent responding to little kids' tweets that are trying <laughs> yeah. to get them to do stuff. Yeah, or their assistants, I guess. But um, oh yeah, true. I'm sick but of retweets, still. or even companies like like uh, yo Domino's. Like if I get ten retweets, can I get a free pizza? Yeah, it's all bad. Like like retweets, it maybe is going to like becoming an economy of the future. I, 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 the word retweets is starting to get for me like the you know, when you hear like a word like over and over again, and it starts to like lose its meaning, and you just start Ugh. focusing on the syllables and the sounds like tweet So yeah, so let's move on. I think it's time for your play of the week, Mikel. Oh, my play of the week, um, it goes to myself also. Ooh. Um, nice. For, um, for I, uh, I shot some hoops with a friend of mine this week. We, and then a kid came up to us named Vinny who asked to challenge us to a game of 21. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, and when we played it. How'd it and, go? Uh, I started out in the beginning... With a, with like a pretty big lead and got arrogant, but then by the end I lost. Mm. Um, 
were and, most of uh, your shots made in the paint? Were you a jump shooter? Did you were you an aggressive rebounder? How did you? What's, I was, what's your profile um, as a twenty one competitor? I was I was I was shooting like uh, three point range a lot uh, more than going in the paint. Yeah, I would, and I could get most of the rebounds as. Um, Vinny was like. How old wearing, were the people you were playing against? Were they um, fully well, grown? One was, yeah, one was my buddy Ryan, who's older. So he's, I don't know, he's in his 40s. Oh, isn't that guy kind of on the short? He's short. Yeah. He's, he's kind of short. He's kind uh, of short. Uh-huh. Um, he's going to live forever, though, if he's short. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Tell him that. Mikkel, tell him that. <laughs> I'll let him know. Text him. Send him a text. And, um, and then Vinny was maybe about my height, but Vinny hadn't played in a while, and he was wearing, like, full, like, jeans and, like, a denim button-up shirt. <laughs> Um, I don't know where he came from. <laughs> um, and he had a Wait, weird... so it was just it was the three of you? Yeah, we played twenty one. He wanted. <laughs> Wait, he wanted. Played he wanted two on one. To... No, we played one on twenty one. You've heard of twenty one? Oh, like the shooting game. Play along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so All you can right. play individually. Cool. We we were going to do two on two, but the other guy shooting at the other end of the court didn't want to uh, didn't want to play. That's probably a good thing for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was cool, man. It was like, so here I am, like, all right, I'm out in the sun playing basketball. Uh-huh. And then, two, I'm accepting invitations to play with strangers, and that's like a pretty big deal for me. So you're married, you mm-hmm. graduated mm-hmm. from your master's program, mm-hmm. and you're a dude who goes and plays pickup basketball with taking all comers. Right? Look at that. And that's like, I mean, going and playing, picking up basketball, considering I'm not even good at basketball, was really cha- like more challenging than graduating from my master's program. I think you're just I, being modest. <laughs> I have a, um, a job idea for you, Mikkel, which is that yeah. it's sort of like white man can't jump a little bit, which uh-huh. is that um, like you hang it on the court um, and then uh, like you really, I don't know how you would do this. You like, you defeat people really soundly. And then you offer them um, sports therapy lessons afterwards. Like you break them down. Uh, I feel like you cr- build it back yeah. up. I'd have to get better, better at basketball though. Then, which is or you'd have is, to get you'd have to get a friend who's really good at basketball to, but doesn't look good, or that looks like me. A friend that looks like you. <laughs> that's good at basketball, right? But then you'd still it would just be two of you, like Gordon Hayward. No, like he, like the friend would play for me and win. Then he'd be like, "I got to go to the bathroom real quick," and then I would, he would leave, and then I would walk in, and I would do the therapy. Oh, perfect, perfect. That's a good idea. <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah. Or is not Leonardo Dynamics. DiCaprio good at basketball? Uh, probably. He was in the basketball, basketball diaries. diaries. And yeah. he's tall. Yeah, he's tall. Is he tall? Yeah, yeah. He's pretty tall. He's like over six feet. Oh. He's like probably your height. Huh? Do you consider yourself tall? Uh. Yeah, I think I'm Good. tall. Good. Yeah. Good. You should. Yeah. Does Does MJ consider you tall? I think so, but she's tall. She's yeah. She's also yeah. tall. How tall is yeah. MJ? She's like seven seven foot two. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm like six one, and I, I would guess she's like five eleven or so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How tall are your guys? <laughs> you guys are a nice, nice looking couple. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on to my play of the week. Um, and real quick, I didn't know if the play you had gone yet, Dave. But my real play of the week would have been the the three pointer by Bradley Avery to win over the Celtics. Mm. Lucky shot. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like a pretty shot for sure. 
Oh, we just kind of ruined the end of the game for oh. Mike Lockridge, who's watching it. Right oh, now. man, you guys are the absolute <laughs> best. Um, no, I, I saw, I knew that was going to happen. I saw it dinged around a lot around the rim, right? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was kind of yeah, a bullshit shot. Yeah. But, um, all right, I, uh, I'm kind of torn for my play of the week. I think I'm giving my play of the week in a last-minute change to Bradley Beal oh. of the Washington Wizards. Okay. Uh, who made the claim that uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers purposely lost more games during the regular season so they could get the second seed because they were afraid of playing the Wizards in the second round. <laughs> he thought that, that Cleveland was scared that the Wizards would knock them out in the second round so that they what? so they purposely got the second seed and let Boston get the first seed. That's the kind of really uh, like weird... Um, shit talking that I appreciate. Yeah, like that unhinged, like totally <laughs> yeah. just feels like surrealist uh, yeah. shit talking. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. I like that. Oh, thank you. So I think, but like they they would have to have, have like lost the perfect amount of games, right? I, I know it's like they were, it's not like they were that their record wasn't that much worse than the Celtics. There are a lot of assumptions in Bradley Beal's uh, sort of reckless claim. Who um, is this Bradley Beal? <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's, he's he's the he's the I guess he's the two guard. For the for the Wizards, right? He's playing two. Oh. I, I feel like John Wall is six four. He's playing point, but um, I feel like Bradley Beal is probably a little shorter than John Wall. Um, but yeah, the Wizards have a pretty nice nice backcourt, and he's he's part of it. Um, I think he might have been an All Star. I don't know. We'll just say yeah, probably an All Star. Yeah, he had a good year. Yeah, good definitely, really good. definitely an All Star. Yeah. yeah, let's go with that. So, I'm gonna do Simon's play of the week. Was Gordon Hayward? I don't think Gordon Hayward made uh, All NBA, did he? I didn't look. There's something I think we should talk. Well, let's let you do Simon's. Well, I don't know. It's it's a natural transition. We'll do Simon's play of the week in a second. Um, Gordon Hayward. Um, what do we want to know? All NBA. So there's this thing in the NBA where if you no he didn't he didn't make it. So if you make the All NBA team, you um, you're eligible for a much bigger bump in salary than if you don't. Like it's just like a salary cap rule. And both Gordon Hayward and Paul George um, didn't make All-NBA. They were probably like... So I think 15 players make All-NBA. There's three three All-NBA teams. Each of them have five. It's like a starting lineup of Is five. Is it like Honor Society or something? Yeah, it's like the Honor Society. Um, first team All-NBA. I don't know why I'm doing this off the top of my head. But I'm going to say it was James Harden, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and one more backcourt guy. Any help? Uh... Mm, um, mm, uh, okay. okay, okay. Simon would would not be happy with that. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So I don't understand. It's different than the All Star Game. It's just like yeah, it's totally it, different. It's something that's it's first of all the All Star Game is named like halfway is the All Star team is voted on halfway uh, through the season. Uh, all NBA is at the end of the season. Got it. And there are a lot of like contract stakes. Um, not stakes like um, like uh, filet mignon, but um, <laughs> contract um, implications. Um, oh, Russell Westbrook, what is wrong with me? It's the way teams get around the salary cap is like they'll pay you the max and then give you a give bunch you a of stakes. stakes. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll give you twenty five million a year and like a hundred stakes. Well, no, five years of, of daily filet mignon. Dude, that's would be sick. Yeah. So start training for next year. Um, yeah, that's motivating. So it was it was Westbrook. What a But do you have to cook the steaks yourself? No. Um they send a chef along with the steaks. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was Westbrook, Harden, Davis, James, Kawhi. 
which is a pretty nice looking <laughs> lineup there. Um, and there's 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 a second team and third team, and and if you look it up, you'll see that uh, it's kind of diminishing returns. Um, but if you don't make that top fifteen, you aren't eligible for the larger um, the larger salary bump. And so both Gordon Hayward and Paul George are, are free agents this summer, and because they didn't make that top fifteen. They can't get that, and that's one of the reasons that people are pretty confident that. Um, oh, I, I left out one thing. Sorry, I've had I've had quite a lot of beer during this. Um, if uh, you know what, don't okay. drink and host. Don't drink and host. Um, so one of the other stipulations is that that bump is actually if you stay on the same team. So the point is, if you make an All NBA team, it helps the team that has you keep you because they can offer you more money. But if you don't make all NBA, they're limited um, to, to to an amount they can offer you that's closer to uh, the competing teams. So some oh. people are pretty confident that Gordon Hayward will leave Utah for Boston because um, Utah can't offer him as much as they could have if he had made like third team all NBA. And same with Paul George in Indiana. People are thinking that he's probably going to LA, going to the Lakers. Um, yeah, I have, I have read that. Yeah. What's that? No, I'm just nothing. Gordon Hayward. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, can, that, can we? Can we? Can you uh, grab that and make that a drop for any time? Like, like we talk about a um, an overhyped white player. Like yes. we, if we start talking about Chandler Parsons or Grayson Allen, we drop Gordon Hayward. <laughs> um, yes, definitely. Can I do? Can I do one more play of the week that I forgot to do? Yes. yes. I actually oh, forgot sorry, to mention that's... this at the. Um, what? I apologize for responding. It wasn't my job. It was for Dave to say yes. Thank you. Which, oh. Do you want to apologize for interrupting me? Yes. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, for, I forgive you guys. Um, uh, I wanted to. I forgot to mention this at the top of the episode, but the other play of the week is to my niece and nephew and brother-in-law, Mimi, Arrow, and Joe, for recording a new uh, Make Room for Sports theme song, oh, yeah. which, um, with Mikel's permission, will appear at the beginning yes. of today's episode, I hope. I say I put it at the end after you talk about it. Yeah, or maybe, yeah, I don't know, like the kids listen to the podcast, but I don't know if they'll make it all yeah, the way to the end. That's probably true. So um, I don't know if anyone other than my mom and sometimes us makes it to the end. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they recorded uh, using Mikel's original melody, uh, recorded a sort of like psychedelic prog rock version of the of the theme song. That's, so that's, it was awesome. Super that's touching. It's really amazing. Um I'll definitely. I haven't listened to it yet. I saw that it, I got it in the email. I'm definitely going to use it. I mean, I have Mimi's first album. <laughs> you do. That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, what was it called? Ra um, something on the beach. Puppies on the beach. Puppies on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <Or something. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, for a, for a five year old, it's an incredible album. So uh, we're an hour and five minutes into this, guys. Um, yeah, I think we're good. I, I think, think this is good. I think we've got it. Any any. And part really quick, Simon's Simon's play of the week. Simon's oh, play yeah. of the week. Go ahead. Uh, on inside the NBA, I don't know if you saw it. You know they're always messing around with each other. The guy that sits next to uh, Charles Barkley, Kenny was kind Smith. of Kenny Smith. All of a sudden, he was kind of clowning him for being overweight. Ah, uh, I saw that. Yes, I know. And what then he say. reached into his suit jacket, and then <laughs> Barkley's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it was awesome. And he's like, goes in, and all of a sudden he pulls out like a French fry or a potato or something. At, Mike Locker, and it's at halftime. Do you have it on pause still? It's like right uh, where you are. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. No, it's in the third quarter now. It was at halftime. Oh, but I have this. it on League Pass. So you don't get the halftime show. Oh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't DVR it. Dang. Yeah, you so Google, I don't know. You can Google it for sure. 
Okay. I don't know how Kenny pulled that off. Charles Barkley was like, there's a brand new suit. I hope you didn't mess it up. And I mean, you see Kenny's hand. He didn't, wasn't doing any, uh, uh, what do you call it? Magic with the digits, digitology or something. Um, is it <laughs> is mo- momentology? Momentology? <laughs> something. Yeah. Hashtag Matt Kalish. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, I don't think he had, I don't know how, I think Charles Barkley really had the potato in his jacket. And I think Kenny Smith, I don't know how he knew it was there, but. Yeah, that was really that was a pretty surreal moment, and that's, that could be a pretty surreal show. But that might have been like a highlight of yeah, of that where sounds amazing. With it. And so that's why is that Simon's play of the week, Mikel? Because I said so. Oh, all right. So okay. I, I think we should conclude this episode with a vote on plays of the week. So we have let's let's uh, let's summarize what we have. We have um, uh, my play of the week, which uh, I don't remember what it was. We have uh, Mike Lockridge. Wait, we have to we have to get this right. Your play yeah. of the week was um, Bradley Beal uh, claims oh, yeah. Bradley that Beal. the right, Celt- yeah. the Cavs threw some of their games so that they could avoid playing the Wizards. Right, right. And then uh, Mikal's play of the week was um, himself playing uh, twenty one in the sun with right. Vinny. Mike right. Lockridge's play of the week was um, something like his niece and nephew recorded a song and. Well, there's that, but my real play of the week was the uh, uh, teachers canceling finals because athletes retweeted them. Oh yeah, right. And, and then I vote for oh, and Simon's Simon. play of the week is yeah. a, a yeah. potato in Charles Barkley's suit jacket <laughs> that only Kevin Smith knows about. Uh, Ke- Kenny Smith. <laughs> On any other week, <laughs> it would be good if Kevin Smith knew about it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Um, on any other week, I would have to vote like for host. Simon's play, uh-huh. uh, but I'm going to vote for Mikel's play this week because I'm I'm very heartened by the story, especially whoever the person that was like playing basketball in regular clothes. I like that part. I like oh, yeah, it too. Vinny. I vote for that. Uh, Mikel, who do you vote for? Um, myself. <laughs> oh. All right, I vote for Simon's play of the week, and uh, I'm going to say uh, Simon also votes for his play of the week and we have another tie <laughs> oh, we so we once again uh-huh. um, invoking the fury of people across uh the globe we have a tie yeah. for play of the week uh, any parting parting thoughts uh, from either of you guys i'll uh, look forward to next week when i'm going to reveal my true feelings about gatorade <laughs> oh wow <laughs> wow and uh and mike lockern any parting thoughts no I'm, that's that's i don't know what else to say i'm speechless okay uh thank you america We miss you, Simon. Peace.